0: Turn with me then, friends, to this chapter in Isaiah, and we read there, verse 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them... Has the light shined. And so, friends, I have a question for you tonight. It is, is Jesus your light? Is Jesus your light? Can you tell me, can you think of the way he is a light. Is this a reality for you? Do you have a light in your life? You know knows the blessed Savior, the Son of God. Is Jesus your light to help you? Because I think we have a tendency these days to lose sight of the reality of what we are and what we have. So this is a reminder, a reminder for us just to search through your heart and your experience and say, yes, there I had the light. There he lit me. There I had the light. Friends, search through your life and tell me as if you were answering to your God and say, he is my light. He is the light. Of my life. The first thing I've got with four questions here. The first one is Do you know the brightness of his glory? Do you know this extraordinary thing? The brightness of his glory says in. Hebrews, as you know, in the first chapter, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, and so on. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Do you know this brightness of his glory? Is there a glory in your heart tonight? Is there a glory as you pass through this dark world? Can it be said of you? The people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. You know what happened in the when the Ayulair was coming. Over that night, on the 31st of December, 1918, the captain who was directing the ship didn't see the vital light. So he took the wrong course, ended up. In fact, he probably mistook what light he was taking. He mistook the light. He didn't have the brightness, the glory, So we went wrong. So will we. There's three things I can suggest, friends, about this. First of all, in your understanding, how well you understand, how much you understand of the way of Christ in your day-to-day life. The light talks about the understanding. Remember what? It says in John at the beginning, he is the light that lighteth every man that comes into the world. In this, we differ from the beasts. Every single man has a certain witness in him to spiritual reality. We know that he suppresses it. He ignores it. He tries to shut it out. And yet the light is there. Even if it shines dimly in the deepest darkness of heathendom, and it's not much darker than the darkness in Scotland today, there is still some inkling, some understanding. <clears throat> I was just reading about how the light came uh, uh, to one of the tribes in Indonesia, and uh, how, when the missionary came and told them, God who created you has sent his son to save you from the evil and wickedness and darkness of your own heart. He said, we want to hear, tell us more. It was relevant to them. It struck a chord in their conscience and heart because they they recognized, even in these darkness, that there was a darkness. There was a need of light. There was that flickering light in their own minds. It was the light that lighteth every man that cometh into that world. But of course, friends, when we come to know and understand and recognize Jesus, that light. He brightens up and he lights that light, that flickering light. I remember when I was young, I don't know if you know this, but um, I remember in Dumbarton, it was gas lighting in the streets, it wasn't electric light. And so, for the lights to come on, a man had to come along the street every night and he had to turn on. These lights, there was a little, little gas peep in each of these lamps, in each of these street lamps. But he had to come and turn it up and make it burn all through the dark night. And then, I suppose, come and switch it off in the morning when the sun arose. Tell me, when did that son of man turn on that light? in your life, and are you keeping that light burning? The Lord will light my candle so that it will shine too bright. That's in your understanding, you begin to grasp. I know who this Jesus is. I know that he's the Son of God. I'm trying to help a lady who professes to be a Christian, and yet she tells me she doesn't think that Jesus is God. You see, there's a shadow. There's a darkness there. And she needs to come into the full brightness, the brightness of his glory, the f- brightness of the Father's glory, the express, the accurate, exact image of the Father. He could never be that if he wasn't the eternally begotten of the same Nature as the Father, an understanding. Is your understanding growing? Let's be busy gazing into the light. There's a heart. There's a need, not only an understanding, but the heart needs to be enlightened. The natural heart perceiveth not, the natural man perceiveth not the things of God. They are foolishness unto him. And so what happens when this light comes? <clears throat> a new feeling, another, a new sensation, a new awareness of spiritual realities crowds in and floods into that conscience and that heart. Have we got that light shining? Have we got a sensitivity? Are you day by day and hour by hour aware of what God expects of you? And are you responding? Are you responding step by step to that guiding light? It's a heart awareness. How many around us have got none of that? The heart is hard. There's no awareness. But when the light comes in, our hearts are sensitive. And then there is the will within us. The will needs to be lit up as well. Because, I'm sure you find this, often your will is unready. It's not quick to respond. There's a reluctance. Tell me the truth. There is a reluctance, isn't there, to do the will of God and to overcome that reluctance. We need to be ready for, to recognize that there is a union between us and God. In fact, Jesus said, the branch that bears not fruit... Is taken away because it was not properly rooted and grafted into the sap of the vine. Ah, friends, is there a danger here that your union with Christ has not been properly constituted? And all the time you think you've got it, but you're not there yet. You need that union. You need that which makes you ready. Paul said, I'm ready to go to prison and to death. I am ready. Can you all say that tonight? I'm ready. Doesn't matter how difficult it is or what the Lord demands of me, I'm ready. That only comes when your will is enlightened with the reality that it's always best to agree with the Father and say, Not my will, but thine. Oh, to have the brightness of the Father's glory, an instant agreement. Here's another question. Do you know the light of the world? Jesus said in John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. He shall have the light of life. I fear that there are some Christians that are not faithfully following the light If the light that is in thee is darkness, how great is that? Darkness. When he puts that light on, the light of the world, a light that is sufficient, it is like a great sun which radiates and enlightens everything so that we see everything with a new perspective. We see it as God sees it. Oh, often we can become depressed, downcast, because we're seeing things from our perspective. But when Christ lights up our situation, we see everything around us, not just our own hearts, but we see this and that. Sometimes you can look out the window in the morning and uh, you just see what other people see. You see the houses and the fields and the roads. But other times when you look out, you say, ah, what a wonderful arrangement. I can see the hand of God there in that bit of water, there in that promontory, there in these houses, how marvelous that God has given man the capacity to put all of this together, to arrange all this town, to raise up the grass, to devise these sheep to eat, and you just see the hand, the finger of God, everywhere you look, you say, it is the Lord. And you see things in that perspective. That's when the light is switched on, when Christ gives us light. Do you have the light? There's also this, do you know the light of the world? He gives new ability to tell right and wrong. You find that you have a growing awareness. No, I can't do that anymore. I used to do this without any qualms, but I'm really having to rethink my priorities, my relationships, the way I spend my time, when I get up in the morning, How often do I turn aside during the day to correct my compass, get my bearings, make sure I'm on the path, the path of the Lord's will? Is that the way you're living your life, friends? You get a new ability to discern. Ah, yes, this is what I must do now. That comes when the light, shining brightly, he gives a new ability. He also persuades us of our failures. And people think, well, I'm doing all right. I mean, I look at other people. I look at other churches. and I say, why are they getting it so wrong? We don't stop and think, well, have we got everything right? You can have your doctrine absolutely flawless. But what are you doing? What are we doing for the Lord? He persuades us that we failed, we become aware, without me, you can do nothing, but with me, you can do all. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Are you doing all things? And do you know how to get that strength? which is not your own, and do things you would never do on your own. He persuades us of our failures. Do you know the light of the world? Thirdly, friends, do you know his light in the darkness? Because that's what Isaiah prophesied, didn't he? The people that sit in darkness have seen a great light. What did they see? Well, you know yourself from the Gospels. They saw that figure enter into their view and into their experience. And Nathaniel, um, Philip said to Nathaniel, We have found the Messiah, him of whom the prophets wrote. Come and see. Come and see. Nathaniel came and saw the light. He saw the Messiah, the chosen, anointed of God, the Savior of the world. He shows us the place. Perhaps I can just illustrate from my own youth, young experience. You know, when I felt the Lord calling me I decided I'll need to do something. I'll need to go and do the work of the Lord. I guess it was his call to me. But it wasn't all that easy. I remember we, myself and my friend, Ronnie Christie, were going over to the island of Isle Now, Isle is one of the darkest places in Scotland. But Donald um, Ferguson... The minister in Cameron said, You go to Eiley because they need you there. The minister can't do anything. He's too ill. And so we set off on our bicycles. We cycled up to Williams Bay. We got in one boat. We crossed to Tarbert. We got another boat. No ferries then, just the old Lochiel. We reached Port Askeg and we paddled up that steep brae. And I had a big load of Bibles and a uh, children's books that I was going to distribute and sell. And every so often as we went through the late afternoon and as the sun eh, began to set, we'd have to stop because the weight of the Bible was too heavy for my bicycle and the tire would go flat and we have to stop and pump up the tire. And so the time went past until darkness fell. We'd never been there before. We didn't know anyone in Islay. We were there in the darkness, not knowing where to go. Then we saw a light. We saw car lights coming towards us, and the car stopped. And a lady came out. She said, are you David Fraser? I said, yes. Oh, she said, I'm the minister's wife. I've come. We were worried. I came to help you. And so that light brought us to safety. She said, leave your bicycles here. Jump in the car. We'll come back in the morning. What a relief. What a blessing. Because of the light that arrived in our darkness. Friends, that's like Jesus, isn't it? You can be groping around and saying, what will I do next? and worried. I'm not making headway. He comes with the light, the comfort of his light. It is I. Be not afraid. Another occasion, I was going to mull with a load of books in an old car. These old Ford cars only had six volt batteries and the battery in mine was flat. So it depended just on the generator. And going along that road, if you've been on it to Ardnamarkhan, it's a very twisty road, you can only crawl along, and so there wasn't sufficient light for me to see the way ahead and to come over a hill, and I didn't know which way to turn. I just said, Lord, show me the way. And I would turn the wheel. And every time I kept on the road. And when I saw that road in the daylight, I said, How did I come? Along that road, it was the Lord, it was the Lord. He heard my cry, and He took me to Arnachan. He shows you the way. Are you finding that, Lord, friends? He is your light. He said, "I am the light. You don't need to be in the darkness. There's a lamp to guide you in your life. Even children need that light, don't they? Have you got that light? Have you got Jesus? I did that when I was a little child. I asked Jesus to come in. He shows the way to go. He shows the help that's available. Next time I was in Mull, I was on my bicycle again. I was going to take the services in the Lord's Day, making my way from Tubermory to Craig And I felt as I went along the darkness of that place. I I need help. So I got off my bike and went into an old churchyard. There's a church there without a roof on it. I went to that church. You know this? I couldn't pray. I couldn't say a word. I had to get out of there and on my bike, down the road for several miles, and I stopped in an old quarry and I prayed. The Lord came in and took me on my way. And when I got to there, I said to the lady, Mrs. McKinnon, you know, I tried to pray in that church at Pennygowan. And her daughter, Grace McKinnon, said, that's where the church, where the roof blew off the church. I said, what? Oh, yes, said the chief was doing black magic in that church, and the, chi- and the roof blew off, and it wouldn't go back on. The darkness was there, but further along I found the light. There is help available, friends. Keep praying for the light for your path. Then the last question tonight is, do you know the growing light? You know that favorite verse? The light that dawneth more and more to the perfect day. Isn't it wonderful? Jesus can be your light, but he's not a light that stays the same. He gets brighter as the days go by. Do you have that growing light? That's why we sang in Psalm 18, The Lord will light my candle so that it shall shine full bright. The Lord should also make my darkness to be light. <clears throat> the Lord doth light my candle. He puts on the light. He puts on the light. Remember a humorous teacher in Mtata who said to the children on a dark morning, he came in to the door and he put his finger on the light switch. And he switched the light and he said, let there be light. Of course, he was just um, being humorous, as if he had the power to put on the light. Friends, there is one. Who says, let there be light. And your dark fears, even when death comes, are lit up. By The one who said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness. It's a dark world, isn't it? But the promise is there. He will light your path. Do you know the growing light? In Psalm 43, we sang... Send forth thy light and thy truth. Let them be guides to me and lead me to thy holy hill, even where thou dwellest. Do you know your way to church? Yes. Do you know your way to worship? Oh, friends, true worship only comes when we get that light. Lighting up our conscience, our hearts, our understanding. Our souls, if Christ is not here, what kind of worship is it? If Christ is not in your heart tonight, friends, what is worship doing for you? Are you still darkened? As Paul said in Second Corinthians, <clears throat> a, he said how the darkness is in their hearts, lest the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ should shine into their hearts. Try to experience the light of the knowledge of the glory of God shining in your heart. He is the light. And you know, friends, that light is not just for this world. Because that light that you learn to know when you know Christ is a light that you'll always know. For there in Revelation it says, there's no need of the sun, nor of the, womb, nor of the moon, for the Lamb is the light thereof. Do you know the light of that Lamb? There in the darkness of the cross, there in the misery and shame, there in the condemnation, there in the cry, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The light of the world endured darkness. There is where the light breaks out because. You see the light, you see, he did it for me. He took my darkness to give me his light. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Look in that face today, friends. Look in that face of Jesus, that marred, disfigured, rejected face. See the light of God's love gave his only son. It pleased the Lord to produce him. The great transaction took place. R.C. Sproul said, the vital truth of the gospel is the substitution, the imputation. Imputation. You know what imputation it is? taking the blame of one person and putting it on to another person. That's the brightest light in the universe, the light of God's grace in the imputation of your sin on Christ and his imputation of his righteousness on your soul for eternity. Let there be light. Let us pray. Gracious God, light up every soul here. Put on that light. So the awareness of the ugliness and darkness of their own souls, they they say, Lord, send forth thy light and thy truth. Let them and let him be a guide to me. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.